0: Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now, with me today, I'm pleased to say that I've got Reverend Laura Handy um, from Droitwich, who's going to be doing an amazing rowing task. Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. No problem. And um it, it it's not the kind of thing that you do every day. It's a bit out of the ordinary, isn't it? I'll just explain what you're doing. You are um paddling along or well, paddling along, rowing along a hundred kilometres of the Zambezi River um in uh, next month, um, as part of a team. How did it all come about?
1: Um It was, I can't remember whether it was a moment of enthusiasm or boredom or something in between, but um, I've been supporting the charity that I'm raising money for for many years. um, Decided it was time for a new challenge. Um, It's certainly not the kind of thing I do every day. um, But yes, I, I decided that doing something a little bit different it would be both a personal challenge and an opportunity to raise a bit of awareness and hopefully a bit of cash for a good charity
0: I think the only people who probably do that every day is like Matthew Pinsent and Steve Redgrave and, and the like Absolutely,
1: There's, there'll be some kayakers out there that would probably snigger at 100 kilometres, but my, my few couple of hours 15 years ago in a boat <laughs> certainly yeah. makes this feel like a big challenge to me.
0: I know a lot of people <laughs> who do running because I run myself and I always do it I'm, I always set it to miles because uh, I'm British and we do things in, in <laughs> miles But people say, oh no, always set it to kilometres Because it sounds a bit more But still 100 kilometres is, what's yeah. that 60
1: odd, 60 odd miles yeah. So um, I'm going to feel it It's definitely long enough to feel the muscles <laughs>
0: And what have you been doing as, um as part of the training? How have you trained for this? I mean, obviously the droitwich canals and they're, they're the, a godsend, aren't they have the you?
1: Ca- the canals are wonderful the The challenge with them is obviously they are wonderful, beautiful, gentle water, um, ah. so a lot of it has been general fitness um trying to get the kind of stamina up. But the canals are very useful. Um, so I have been doing lots of kilometres up and down them. But, but general strength, general fitness is, is what I'm trying to do at least.
0: Because <laughs> a friend of mine had recently acquired a, a kayak. It was a real bargain one from uh, Aldi for £40. But it he was, he was a very good thing. And he, he invited my daughter out for a paddle along the canal. <laughs> we live in Birmingham, so there's yeah. obviously loads of them. in Sally Oak and Kings Norton and Bourneville. And uh, she went and she loved it. Um, but obviously it's going to be a bit more choppy for you. Absolutely. Um, and um, have you been doing like rowing machines in the gym? Does that help? Um, I've I haven't been doing rowing machines as such, but but
1: similar similar exercises, working similar muscles. Um, anything that is um, making all your core muscles work. Um, but the main thing is um, stamina. Main thing is cardio, because it will be about twenty five kilometers a day um and so
0: are you genuinely like a fitness fanatic or, or is this something you've never have you done I, much rowing
1: i'm certainly not a, a fitness fanatic um i used to do lots of canoeing um i was a scout growing up so i did lots of canoeing for many years but i say it's been a good 15 years i um, used to play hockey a lot that was my sport um but moments of couch to 5K getting halfway through has been more what the last 10 years have looked like. <laughs> so, I
0: love I love the couch to 5K. <laughs> I, I absolutely recommend it to everybody. If you haven't done it and you've never run... I've I'd, I'd never been good at running. I've no. been good at swimming because... Mm-hmm i went to this swimming club i was like the smallest in my class and yep. stuff and i was never any good at swimming but i went to this and when they started saying like you know you need to train six nights a week now and it was getting serious yeah. I, I made my excuses to my yeah. parents I wanted more time to um re- revise for my gcse's that's and, a good line i'm gonna have They're to gonna... give it up Absolutely. Um, but i gave that up uh, but i still go back to the swimming and i can swim like a good mile two yeah. miles no problem um, but the running had always evaded me yeah. and, and it was, I was worked out it was because with the swimming I would knew how to breathe I'd been trained how to Absolutely. breathe and that was the difference when I did the couch 5k I think Laura as well isn't it the it lady who does it on the chest. I, I
1: can't use that one because it is Laura telling me what to do so I can't yeah, it's Laura. <laughs> but I yeah, use a different one
0: <laughs> a guy from our subbing team he used to say to his partner he used to say oh I'm just popping out with Laura for a half an hour and stuff Absolutely. but um, yeah she said uh, every time a foot goes down or a right foot goes down and she yeah. breathes in for two yeah. and out for two, and then there's another thing that I never even thought of where if you're um, if somebody sees you imagine there's a hedge there mm-hmm. um they shouldn't be able to tell if you're walking jogging or running so it should be just the bottom half of your body that's doing all the work and that's not the top half i've and, not heard that one and, have and, to and to there's things like this and that. little tips so i guess that's the same with rowing yeah. isn't it because i mean i i just flounder around and, and but i suppose if you know what you're doing then yeah. you can get the oar to do a certain amount of the work
1: yeah. we're going to be in in different boats um we start off in what are called macoros which are kind of um carved out traditional um canoes um, that folks would have paddled down the Zambezi for years so they reckon that if you're doing anything on the Zambezi you should have a go on these traditional dugout canoes. A lot of it will be in two person kayaks and then we're told we have to change to bigger rafts because there's more likelihood of being near hippos so that so the kayaks aren't good enough when you get further down and the current picks up because hippos and crocodiles will be a genuine danger.
0: <laughs> I think if somebody mentioned hippos and crocodiles to me, I'd want a speedboat.
1: <laughs> it is a little bit terrifying. We've, been, we've had to sign a disclaimer that says we will do what we're told. So if we're told to paddle quickly or go in a particular direction, we will. Because the folks who know the where the hippos lurk, which is the bit that is slightly different from the canals.
0: So, what will you do for food and stuff? Then will there be like stops each night, or little um, tents and things? Or? So the
1: actual um, the actual challenge is five days long, and the four nights um, we will be staying at the, at the side of the Zambezi. So they're not campsites; they're just patches of ground no facilities so we'll be putting up tents um making a fire to keep the wildlife away we've been told and we will be provided with with kind of things to make food with and it'll be it'll be basic rations but yes it will be it will be a a little patch of ground and then we'll load up the next morning and off again
0: it'll be like i'm a celebrity on water i'm hoping not to eat any locusts (laughs) along the way well desperate times (laughs) call for desperate measures Well, so, so, so that's how that happened. What Have you been out there before for, um, for um, any work you've done?
1: I haven't been to Zambia, which is um, the side of the Zambezi that we'll be based on. Um, I've been to Kenya before, quite a few years ago, when a church I was part of had a partnership. Um, and I've been more recently to Tanzania, um, the Diocese of Morogoro, which Worcester Diocese um, has a link with. So I went to visit some folks out in Tanzania. Um, lived um, i didn 't go with a group it was I went on my own and spent some time with those folks and um, that was great fun um, li- living their lives with them for a week or so and um, going to some very remote villages where they 'd never had a visitor before was was quite an adventure but
0: well, to be honest, you sound like an, an experienced expert but compared to most people's um, experience of, uh, of Africa.
1: So certainly had a little experience. I think there's some things that you probably bump into wherever in Africa you go. But it, but the two occasions I've been, it's been a different experience. This will be another odd one. Um, it will be local folks. Um, the company I'm going with, I really like. They're into sustainable tourism, so they offset the flights. Um, but they also use local folks all the way through. Um, to do the kind of support team. Um, so they, they say they want it to be a benefit to the local community as well, which I quite like. So, so I'll meet, meet some Zambian folks um, and, and find good. out a bit about their lives Take
0: too. some um, Droitwich memorabilia right, out
1: Take some Absolutely. Take some fudge and try not to eat it before I get there. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah, usually <laughs>
0: do. Actually, fudge would be quite handy, wouldn't it, if you're doing an exhaustive to, exercise?
1: I might have to do that. It's a perfect excuse, isn't it? It's
0: kind of like Droitwich's version of the Kendall mint cake, isn't yeah. it?
1: That's the one. Part I'm going to good. tell people that. Yeah,
0: get, to... get in touch. Which bowl, <laughs> fudge? Know, but they'll sort you out. We do. Um... <laughs> So, so there's that. Tell us a little bit about the people who, you, who you'll be helping, because we spoke briefly on the phone, yeah. and um, yeah, some of the conditions and the things that they've had to put up with are really quite severe. I mean, we're Absolutely. all here worrying about Brexit and a whole day ago I've mentioned it. Um, eight minutes you said in, the word, so yeah, I said the <laughs> b-word. I'm worrying about that and, and other things, and you know, and whether our cost of living's going down yeah. or our standard of living, mm-hmm. and they literally probably don't have a standard of living compared yeah. to us.
1: So the charity that I'm supporting is called Compassion UK. Um, It's an international charity, um, but they work in lots of different countries, um, in lots of different continents. Um, This particular project um, is to help folks in Rwanda. Um, It's 25 years since the genocide. Um, and for a lot of people, it's it's kind of a, a thing in history, um, but they're very much aware that on the ground, um, the effects are still felt in communities. Um, so they have a, a programme where they're called the Child Survival Programme. And so particularly mums and babies um, who don't have much chance, um, they help them with healthcare and education. Um, but they've identified a group of families um, that either live in, um, lots of them under corrugated iron um kind of houses that as soon as the rain comes or 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 any extreme weather um the houses just simply can't cope and so the idea behind this um is to help some folks that really have no resources and while they build the houses they're going to teach local folks um some of the skills for house building at the same time um so it is. Um, so I've been involved in kind of helping the charity in, in just small ways um, for many years. I've got a little lad um, called Neon Senga Richard. Um, surname's often said first. Easy for um, you to sign. Absolutely. Um, I write letters to him regularly. Um, he was on the child survival programme about seven or eight years ago. Um, and he's now doing well in education and his family, um, they've managed to find work.
0: And he's got the name Richard as well, which obviously Absolutely. links back to Droitwich
1: Absolutely. There's links all over the place, but it, it's lovely to see how the charities work with him um, has been such a benefit, and it will be similar families to that little lad.
0: So I suppose, to use a biblical... Um um, what do you call it a moral um or a parable mm-hmm. um it's it's like the teacher man to fish isn't it really yeah. because what you want to do is you don't just want to go and give them a house and absolutely. then just not teach them how to maintain it and stuff you, you need to it's like anything it's got to be sustainable otherwise absolutely. there's no it's only a temporary solution
1: absolutely and um that certainly the couple of times i've been to africa and the folks i'm connected with um they want to be able to use the skills they have and the knowledge and the willingness um but often simply haven't got the tools to do it and so actually some of these folks actually they will be building the houses and they just need that kind of outside help um to make a start um so it's um i try and steer away from charities where it's throw some money at someone from afar and um and hope for the best. But um, Compassion very much work to equip communities so that the church is kind of the where the centre tends to be based um, because it tends to be a place that the community knows. But people of all faiths and none um, join in, um, it's also, and I mean, it,
0: in It's like this country as well, isn't it? I mean, if you haven't got anything, if you don't have a job or a purpose in life Absolutely. or anything, you will not get up in the morning. That, that's, that's the long and short of it. And that doesn't matter whether you're in Africa, whether you're yeah. in, in England, Scotland, Ireland yeah. or Wales. So I guess that's that's part of the battle. But then, like you say, Certainly. with the tools as well, it sounds like a really good setup yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed, and as I say I I, I approached Compassion to say I'm thinking of doing this crazy trip. Um, can I support? And it was the particular project in Rwanda that they said. This is something we're doing at the moment. Would you like to have the money go to that? And, and as, a, as you're just saying, everyone has something they can contribute, but sometimes we need to team up <laughs> with so we different want, things.
0: We want the people of Droidwich to get their hands in their pockets and pay a little bit. Oh, well, not just Droidwich, Bromsgrove people listen to this and beyond. Everybody's listening to this. And uh, we want you to, um, to donate. So how can people donate to it?
1: Um, there is a, um, on Compassion's website itself, there's a, um, there is a link which, which hopefully can be pinged around a little. Um, they, they use, um, a a giving page on their own website, um, to avoid money, um, going to, to other places along yeah. the way. Some of the giving websites take quite a cut of them. And yeah. so this allows um, people to give money. Um, some folks have, have popped some money um, kind of in my hand when I've, when I've bumped into them around the town. Um, but the, the web link is, is the best place. And uh, as I say, it, the trip's paid for. Um, so the kind donations people have been giving, um, uh, none of it's towards the cost of the trip itself. Um, everything goes to compassion. Um
0: because and this is this just the start then? I mean, could we? Is there is there potential for some kind of link up with between Droitwich and this uh, this, this area of Africa? Um, um,
1: potentially, um, it may well be this area of Africa. It may be another. Um, I've recently discovered um, that w- the the pastor from the church I visited in Tanzania has a compassion centre um, in the church he's at now. So that would be a link for us with Moragoro. Um, so, so I'm um, I'm really keen to develop a, a kind of longer relationship. Um, I already have some connections in the area in Rwanda simply through through the support of the charity. Um, I would love to be able to um, see what different ways we can support. Um, so so watch this space. It's good though, um, isn't it? I mean,
0: it's like the town twinning as well in the, in, in a absolutely. kind of way. It's nice to have links with people all over the world because yeah. there will be um, you know young people from Droitwich who absolutely. you know they go to school, they come home, they on their playstations or or their games consoles and they might go to the line over the weekends. and no crocodiles or hippos in there no i (laughs) I looked out for them i didn't see any (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know they've got this kind of semi-charm kind of life really i suppose and it's nice to have an insight into into other people and it makes such a difference and i mean i remember you know when i was at school if if you got things from other countries if you did it's all kind of We've lost it a bit, really, haven't we, with email. And it all seems to be digital these days. And I I
1: think also when people think of charity, um, I say it is often that thing of giving to some distant people that we know nothing about. And I think um, the learning that goes on both ways and how it improves both of your lives as you connect with folks. I mean, The the couple of trips I've made to Africa, you know, it sounds cliche, but I I really have just learnt a staggering amount and come away thinking that I'm not sure what benefit I was to them, but they certainly help me understand what matters um so often in the middle of um crazy situations there's a kind of a joy and a resilience and a sense of family um that i think as you say um folks bumping into others whose life is just different somewhere else in the world it helps you understand your own life better Definitely. as well. and put,
0: put things in perspective. It? and, it and make, in the times that we think. live
1: in, um, partnerships and positive yeah. connections seems like seems like a good thing.
0: Well, we've all <laughs> seen that. Uh, and We've all seen the hashtag first world problems when you <laughs> you know when when you've accidentally bought a can of beans without a ring pull and you've absolutely. got to use a tin opener and things don't like that. And we all do it. And we, don't we, moan we? we all moan on social it. media? <laughs> and it's, it, it's pointless. It's, it's really compared to some things. Now, just talking a bit about the, um, the challenge, it was created in 2013 for Comic Relief.
1: It was indeed. Um, I didn't know this until I signed up. Um, so having signed up for the challenge, I received a message saying, you may have come across this, called Hell- To Hell and High Water for 2013. So, so um, at the moment, they're trying to do the sink or swim across the channel. It seems to be a bit more sink than swim yeah. at the moment. Um, but the 2013 version was this. Um, and the charity uh, charity challenge is the organisation created it first of all for for comic relief and um, Dara O'Brien nearly drowned which I haven't passed that on to my mum and others no. but, but that's Let's the hope challenge she's not i'm doing no she may well do so this is not good <laughs> hi mum but they decided then that actually to to recreate it as something that that other folks so so there are some youtube clips which i've watched a few of um, of a similar route and um Yes, that made me train a bit more, shall we say. It's a bit like
0: you know, expectant moms, isn't it? When they you can yeah. watch videos of births and stuff. Don't, minute, watch, don't watch one board every minute. Don't watch one minute till after.
1: Absolutely, but yes, it was it was created as a as a team challenge. And um, I don't know any of the folks that I'm going to be doing it with. Um, they will be a group of folks who are supporting different charities, and so we will meet at the airport and have to quickly form into a bunch of people who are going to literally paddle in the right direction.
0: <laughs> um, sounds a bit like espionage, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. We'll look look out see for you there, yeah, look out for the person with the white carnation. That is
1: exactly what the final information <laughs> sounds like.
0: <laughs> so that's good. What we, I think what's quite important as well, we, when you discuss these kind of things, is to get a perspective of how much money is going to raise how yeah. much here so it's yeah. like for example each home is going to cost £3,249 to build which yeah. compared to this um, is, uh, this country yeah. is, is amazing and the aim is to build 34 uh, which yeah. will house 173 people so yeah. that's 173 people whose yeah. lives you have made a difference to are there any other things so like if, if somebody wants because I think there's a, a chance to sponsor a child yeah, how, how much is it to sponsor a child um,
1: so um, with that there's lots of different organisations that that brilliantly help connect folks um, in terms of sponsoring a child Um, the way Compassion does it um, it's £25 a month Um, and what that enables is that the child can come along to regular sessions at the compassion center which means they'll have adults that are consistently inputting into their lives they get help with their education help with school uniforms and all the things and quite a few schools if you haven't got the uniform you're not allowed to go to school so often that's the barrier in some of the areas of africa that actually if you simply can't afford the uniform you can't go um and um Part of that, and there's wider healthcare and connections for the wider family. So often, one child will be part of the compassion program, but it will be the whole family and extended family that benefits. Um, so twenty five pounds a month, and um, you you have the opportunity to write to write to your child and cheer yeah. them on. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's very much based, say, around the centre. So you're part of the equation, but actually, those that they get to know in their own community. Um, there's a lot of work that is done within communities to help people yeah. work together and help each other. Um, so um, there's a little girl that I've sponsored for some years, and um, she was born um, with one of... Well, actually, both of her feet not, not formed properly, and she wasn't able to walk. Um, and Compassion um, had a particular intervention um, to pay for her to have specialist surgery, um, and she can now walk. So if there's particular children that have a particular vulnerability, rather than those families simply being left without any backup um we moan about the NHS sometimes but the oh, the, the yeah, privilege the we have of being able to walk into healthcare and, and so compassion um will work out the best way to sponsor so so a few of the kids I've sponsored over the years have had particular needs um others have simply had a tough start um, so yeah 25 pounds a month and um, the the commitment there's no length of commitment um the longer you can stay connected and cheer a child on obviously the better but um circumstances change um so there's and you can sponsor tiny ones um there's often teenagers who are nearly at the end of education i think that's the Um, the problem
0: with fostering a lot of the time isn't it everyone goes for the little tiny teeny weeny ones and then you get the older ones who uh, who are kind of overlooked and probably with um to a certain extent as well like in the blue cross and things as well yeah, it's the same absolutely. it's the same old ever. so if you want to help um if you want to help we're going to put all the details on the website um on our um facebook page it will go to as well we've also got um we can put your just giving page on there and or, or your um, your your um, page. fundraising page it, you. and then we can uh, we can do that and also it'll be in the paper this week um, so what's the plan now between now and because obviously this, I suppose you get to a certain point where you think no I've got to rest now and stuff. Yeah. And there could be a couple of sleepless nights maybe just, just leading up <laughs> to it
1: Absolutely, um, I've got a r- around a month to go um, so some strength training still, I'll be back out on the canal, I've noticed if you're a narrower boat no one stares at you on the canal, if you're in a kayak lots of people stop and stare so a few more long paddles to try and fit in um, to check I'm using the right muscles but yeah absolutely some some rest and um, similar principles to any physical challenge. I think you need to keep on going, but then
0: you could do um, with a bit of monsoon conditions, couldn't you? Really, to uh yeah, to few, climatize yourself.
1: Yeah, a few rapid the final part of the challenge is we get head further towards the Victoria Falls, it will get more and more choppy. Um, so the final day in a bit is white water. Um, so there's not, not really any conditions to prepare you for that, but no. just trying to make sure all the right muscles. I've certainly had a workout <laughs> between and make now. Make sure you and then.
0: Give a rest afterwards.
1: That's, that's my plan. Right, so we
0: will, we will be hoping and praying for no crocs, <laughs> no hippos, or at least friendly ones. My
1: mum has told me she'll support me when I get back safely. <laughs>
0: that's good, <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, hungry hippos playing. That will never be the same again. I'll it be really always won't. thinking of Laura uh, the paddling down the Zambezi. <laughs> Um, so yeah so thanks for joining us there are you alright to hang around and chat for some news stories yeah, we've got absolutely. a Droidwich one next which uh-huh. is, oh I tell you you go to Droitwich Town Council you don't know what to expect no. I know there was the, there were some other ones that we'd, we'd followed up previously like mm-hmm. the Mayflower
1: yep
0: not much to report on that at the moment and the, mm. the Japanese knotweed, the deadly Japanese knotweed. Oh, yes. Probably a first world problem as well oh, in, in, in the scheme yep. of things. Well, everyone's
1: getting very excited uh, about that but, one. Uh,
0: <laughs> but we had that. And then this came up. And um, it's an ambitious art project has been unveiled to transform f- up to four unsightly underpasses on which is Westland's estate, in a bid yes. to cut antisocial behaviour and crime. Now, it was just being put to the Town Council because Whichhaven has got the funding in place for yeah. up to four, so we don't know how many exactly okay. yet, but it's going to be up to four. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just, you know, just saying look, this is what we're doing, just as an explanation. Yeah. And the actual Town Council, very very enthusiastic, mm-hmm. asked if it could be extended throughout the town. Okay. But that's obviously a later date, and funding's yeah. got to be sorted out, and, and, and mm-hmm. the logistics of it all. But the underpasses mm-hmm. earmarked so far in Whichhaven District Council's plan mm-hmm. are the one from the King George Plainfields under the A38 to the Westlands yep. and the walkway at Hunter's Way. Mm-hmm. They're the first two. If the, if the other funding allows, then Crofters Hill and Paddock Hill will be up next. Yep. Artwork's going to be created in and around the chosen areas. Lighting's going to be improved as well. David Manning from the District Council was there, along with Peter Rose from Tiller Research. Yep. Now, we're sitting here in Redditch um, recording this, and down the road there is um, literally... 500 less than a, a kilometre away, mm-hmm. um, since we're talking kilometres today. Kilometers today um, less than a kilometre away is the Redditch underpass. Mm-hmm which has a lovely mural, well, two lovely murals, one on each side. And Peter, um, he was, um, Peter Rose, he was the, he led that scheme. It was called the Redditch Road, uh, Roadway Project. And to be fair, okay. David Manning, when he came down and he, he had a look at them, he said, oh, I was expecting them to be in worse conditions because like, they're 10 years old now, mm-hmm. over 10 years old. The good thing about Peter Rose is he grew up in Droitwich and he Fantastic. went to the high school. And he said um, when these um, underpasses were transformed, before they were dark, dank, and threatening and uninviting, Mm -hmm. and obviously you had drug deals going on and other other crime and antisocial behaviour, drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when they transformed them, he said it was almost like a change completely overnight People took more notice of what was going on. It even led to impromptu litter picks in the areas where the <laughs> artwork was done. Um, they went from places where people did not like to go to places where they went out of their way to visit. That there doesn't. was even a walking tour organised <laughs> so Excellent. people could walk around these previously, on, mm. previously no-go areas to see the artwork on display. What are your thoughts about this?
1: I think it's a brilliant idea and um, it's... Um, it's really interesting. with With my job, um, we go all around the town um, and bump into wonderful folks um, who who take pride in where they live. And um, there's more folks who are wanting to do good and have a greater sense of community than those who aren't interested. Um, I, I'm very familiar with those with those walkways and walk my dog around areas or go under them to to visit particular houses, uh, and they are intimidating. Um, there are there are a few in the local areas so you say, including here, and it stops you. And you look yeah. at them, and um, art has that power, I think, um, to communicate things. Um, I know there's various slogans written in graffiti on on some of the existing ones, yeah. um, and they're not they're not expressing people feeling positive no, about the area, shall we, we say? Um, I think it's a great idea, uh, and I think um, people being involved, being able to express, um, and in. I wouldn't say it's simple. Obviously, the artists work really hard, but in terms of the area, I think those kind of things it's, it's can be quick wins to help of, people feel it's, it's, not forgotten. It's simple
0: in terms of not employing, like you know, Absolutely. fifteen police officers to patrol there every week, Absolutely. which is not financially viable. I but also, idea. the other good thing is the community actually takes ownership yeah. of the area. So that's fantastic. Whereas yeah. it it goes from being a place where people walk through, yeah. where it goes to a place where um, somebody's grandson or somebody's son was. Instrumentally Absolutely. involved in, in creating this beautiful artwork, yep. and people have more respect for it. It's a well known fact that if a building's got one smashed window, yep. the other windows will be smashed because people just do that. If you go into an area where there's, there's cars damaged, yep. other cars will be damaged, and exactly. uh, that statistically um, sounds uh, imp- well, it proves that. Yep. So um, so this is, I think, is a fantastic idea. And I was just buzzing. I was watching this at the meeting pan yep. out, and I was thinking, I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get back, absolutely. type this up, get a picture, put it online, get the people of Droitwich to read it, and uh, get it shared across, and then just get the public's opinion. Now, absolutely. the good thing is, is, in Redditch, they use lots of young people, um, and they're going to do the same thing in Droitwich. They've got the Youth Council they've spoke yep. to, the high school, um, the DAFI as well, the yep, youth group absolutely. there. Brilliant. And also, um, they're enthusiastically welcoming um, Droitwich uh, Arts Network. Brilliant. Of course, I was my patron of that a few I, weeks ago. I so, saw uh, that. So, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's great news for the network as yeah, it's well. really good. And um, it's just going to be brilliant. Um, and, yeah, the good thing is as well, is normally you go, oh, God, when's he talking about this? Is it, is it, is it 2022, 2023? Yep. But he said the cash is in place for the first two subways, possibly three or four, and it's going to be in the next financial year. So before incredible. April, we're looking at
1: And I think a lot of folks, um, often people try and put plans in place for things and they end up not quite happening. And so the fact that the funding's secure, everyone seems so positive towards it. I mm. think it'll be really encouraging folks to hear about something, and then see it happen.
0: And I think also, like yourself with this um, BZ Row, life, you get out of life what you put in. So uh, you're going to have some fantastic experiences and there. And there's so and many
1: young people, their creativity They're the ones with the creativity for these things. I think the problem
0: is is when something negative happens, it hits the headlines more. Yeah, absolutely. But then the the stuff that, uh, you know, people are doing good, they just click on it and go, oh, that's nice, and then move on with their day. Do you know what I mean? They don't stop and read every word maybe sometimes. My previous
1: life, I was a youth worker for 10 years um, and worked with some incredible young people. Unfortunately, the ones who usually made the made the news and people knew about was the things that yeah. that wasn't good. The small minority um, that were struggling or kicking out in whatever way. And yeah. we worked day in, day out with young people who were wonderful and just needed those opportunities and so this sounds like exactly the kind of opportunity Teach a, a man to, to fish again, again. Absolutely
0: <laughs> Teach a man to do some beautiful artwork in an underpass and they'll do it. The good thing was um, yeah, they said they unanimously backed this scheme it Excellent. was going to be fantastic. Hopefully they're going to roll it out across um, the whole of Druid, because there's quite a few underpasses. There in Birmingham indeed, yeah. where I live they've just filled them in and put crossings in, yeah. which, is what which is the other option um, <laughs> but then um, and Nathan Griffiths have former Dwight High School student himself, mm-hmm. he said um, he'd also like to see it improve road safety because there's one near the high school in West Acre, I think. Yes. And what's been happening is the kids who walk home on their own, they often go, there's no way I'm going through that underpass. Yeah, and they take the chance on what is... Wow, what well, a treacherous road. Do indeed. They um, don't across it. And it yep. only takes one, you know, one <laughs> yeah, driver absolutely. who's tired or one driver who's going a couple of miles over the speed limits. Yep. I mean, we had all the vehicle activate signs story as well. Uh, the absolutely. Counts, it only takes one second, and we could have... Um, you know, a serious life-changing injury or Absolutely. or a death on our hands. So um, hopefully um, that would be nice. So they're saying about linking it in with a safer routes to school scheme um, mm-hmm. to link in with that and then that could also improve road safety. So I think they're going to be speaking excellent. to, I don't think they've done this yet so we shouldn't really be mentioned, but they're going to be speaking <laughs> to West Mercia Community Safety Partnership Brilliant. and the PCC as well because they're Pleasing Crime Commissioner. Yep. They're normally quite generous with things like this. That's if excellent. you're listening, Mr. Campion, please uh, get Absolutely. your hand in your pocket. <laughs> and um, if anyone wants to be involved in this, email david.manning at witchhaven.gov.uk. That's david.manning at witchhaven.gov.uk. Don't worry about it if you didn't get that down. It's, in the, it's on the story on the website, and it will be in the paper this week. And you can find out more about the Droitwich Underpass project, which I think is one of the best stories I've covered um, in Witch for a long time. Apart from I haven't written yours yet. You no, might, that's no, much better than my That'll story. I, better. Better. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, We move on now to um, car parking at (laughs) Artrix. This has been the talking point. It's been dominating our Let's page, it's dominating our Facebook. Everyone is going mad. Um, It it wasn't, I think people who kind of accepted that Howe College had needed to charge for car parking on their car park, which just happens to be the one that's used by most Artrix visitors. What they didn't accept was that um, we've, we spoke to, um, I had Rev, um, Reverend Wynne Benyon Win, yeah. last week and he was talking about this, about the cashless society and yeah. it, it is, it, it's alienating people and yeah. causing isolation and loneliness and it will do that here. And um, I'm just researching. I've just had an email about a petition that started about trying to get some kind of way around this because I think that's the only way. Also mind. this week, I'm just waiting for a comment from the, from the college. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of people have had um, threatening letters from the um, Parking Eye people even before they were due to come in. So they were due to in on okay. the 2nd of September. Mm-hmm. And this lady an elderly lady, parked at Artrix on the 27th of August thinking, oh, it's fine, you know, you just don't start till next week. And then even she got a letter saying that, just be warned that if you do this again, you will be contravening it and you will be sent a, a penalty charge notice. I mean, there's no yeah. need for that. I mean, there's, there were signs up. Everybody know. We've documented it to the hilt. Everybody yeah. knows there are car parking charges in Artrix. In fact, when I said to my photographer, we've got... Um we've oh, we got we've got a picture being taken at artrix i think i think it's for an exhibition uh-huh. and i put in big letters on the job sheet: don't park don't in artrix car park <laughs> yes. um, so he'll find another way mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i, I don't think one what, what of your i mean i know it's the college is saying it's maximizing the potential revenue it can generate by not having cash and card payments but i don't know i don't, I don't think it's very community-minded
1: it's so difficult and i, and I think that's exactly exactly right, community-minded and business-minded. Um, I think there's a lot of business people that would like to be both. Um, I guess folks find themselves with difficult decisions, um, but I think um, there's, a, there's other other car parks around that have been through a similar journey. I know Worcester Woods were having mm. similar conversations, and, and actually that balance between a community facility that all the right people can use in the right way and a way to make a bit of money. It, we have got hard. that as well.
0: We've got my story coming up on, I'm glad you reminded me. We've got a story about the Licky Hills as well, they're yeah. trying to charge there. Um, Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham's already got, undergone that, and now the City Council are currently um, consulting with residents yeah. on that. I mean, it is, I mean, it's, what, how colleges, uh, so what Artrix have always said is, free parking is seems to be the exception now, rather than the rule, mm-hmm. um, in this day and age, as, as things get tighter and stuff, um, and, and, Nobody's criticised. Well, some people are criticising the college for charging yeah. in the first place, but that's not the big issue. The big issue is you should be able to. I mean, I'm 43. I I don't like paying parking yep. with um, with my phone. I always prefer to use cash. And also, um, I think the only time I did it was when we went to Starport on seven. Yep. There was a massive queue. It was Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> I didn't absolutely. have any money on me as well, uh, yep. which is weird because um people in my office i've said it before on here they uh, they'd struggle to uh, to recognize the queen in a lineup um, because they have no cash on them. Um, but uh, but yeah um they um yeah I think they've got to be hopefully this petition or something or some there's got to be some sense in somewhere yeah, because artrix you know i don't know. Too much about Artrix's financial situation, no. but it's staffed by volunteers. It's got big overheads. Absolutely. It's bound to have, um, and um, you know they're going to need all the money they can get from their budget because they had budgets. Uh, they had cash cut from the council a couple Absolutely. of years ago, as well.
1: and it and it adds up really quickly. Even if it seems like a small parking charge, if it's yeah. somewhere that you go regularly or want to go regularly or need to, yeah, And um, it's very and it's, it's like yeah, quick.
0: if you're paying like three pound or five pound or eight pound yeah. for a cinema ticket, then you've got one pound sixty on top or yeah. whatever it is going to be to 80p and p a I think it is. Mm. So it just all adds to it. So we want your letters on that still. Editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk. Editor at Send us your, um, your well wishes as well for Laura. We'll pass them on. <laughs> uh, the obit as well. Um, so we've got, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, we've got that. Um, we've got um, an obituary going in this week as well, mm-hmm. which is very, very sad. Um, I only found out at Saltfest on Sunday, but Keith Shakespeare. He organised the Stoke Pryor Steam Rally for okay. 30 years. And um, he's, um, he passed away in July. I thought we'd have heard about it before then, but yeah. obviously, um, because it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, he passed away. It was unexpected. Um, okay. He had a blood clot um, on the lung. Um, and the, the state prior um, steam rally this weekend mm-hmm. and his daughter and his wife Tracy they're going to carry on the, the, the rally in his memory he was Good steam mad he grew up in yeah. South Birmingham probably not far from where I live mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, he grew up in Kings Norton and Bourneville and um, yeah he was just so many people knew him yeah, and absolutely. they said that they had 15,000 people read the announcement on Facebook yeah. and That's ranging incredible. from Scotland to Cornwall and the funeral raised um, £600 for the RNLI uh, as well. Fantastic. And this weekend, the steam rally, they've got two. I mean, you have to be important for this an RA, no, two RAF fly passes by the Battle of Britain Memorial wow, um, flight in his memory. So please That's go along wonderful. to the steam rally this week and, and uh, support that. And uh, please let's remember, Keith. Um, the story has literally, I think, just gone on our website um, now at one o'clock. Um, and um, yeah, so that will be um, what a wonderful be way to honour him. That. To- yeah it's and a, such, such lovely words and, and it is really he's got really a nice quirky life as well like, about Fantastic. how he used to do the steam engines and how he'd always prove people wrong when they said stuff couldn't be done
1: Wonderful,
0: and uh <laughs> he, was, he was a great guy and uh and yeah so we've got that and um yeah so um just let's let's remember keith and uh and all the good work he did community minded he epitomizes yeah, that we were talking about community mindedness you?
1: and they're the things that at those moments they're the things that We realise matter.
0: They do. that kind of impact people
1: have had on those around them.
0: This is a lot of things with a lot of the issues. You might moan about things, you might complain, you might, you know, post social media stuff about different issues. But at the end of the day, it is that the things that matter are, are you, you know... your life and, and, and the importance of making the most of every day. Absolutely.
1: At funerals, it's not a big list of achievements, it's no. the people people have cared about and who they've mattered to. They're, it is. they're the things that, that actually leave a legacy. I always say us.
0: it's a shame that you can't see your own view because my dad, when he passed away, he would have loved to have seen all those people there. I don't think he Absolutely. knew that so many people cared about him. And that was certainly the same for Keith and, and that. So, um, moving on to. Another rowing story, we don't normally have one rowing story, really? rowing stories are like buses aren't they, you they, they don't have one for ages and then <laughs> two come along together, this is about Andrew Payne, he's the head teacher of hamry CV First School, we're recording yeah. this on Wednesday afternoon so he's got his first races tomorrow on Thursday wow. in Hungary in the Worcester, row, for the Worcester Rowing Club and it's in the FISA, or is it FISA, I don't know, FISA or FISA, World <laughs> Rowing Masters Championships. Um, he'll be part of a team of four, then later eight rowers, aiming to triumph over crews from Germany, Russia, the Netherlands and others. who will take part in three more races in the competition, which concludes on Sunday. Mr. Payne's hoping the opportunity will inspire pupils at Hambury School. How can it not?
2: Absolutely. Um, oh, I don't
0: think my head teacher was a world no, rowing, I... rowing no. competitor. competitor. Um, he said, like many other children, I wasn't a natural footballer or cricketer, but I was very fortunate to take up rowing at a very early age. It's been a fantastic sport for me. Rowing has helped with my physical and mental well-being, inspired me to go to Loughborough University, and has given me countless opportunities to compete in regattas all over the country and now Europe. I know a lot of children at Hambury who enjoy sports, some at high levels, others just for fun. I strongly believe we should be encouraging everyone to find a physical activity they enjoy, whether they want a happy, healthy lifestyle or to be the next Olympic champion. He sounds like a
1: wonderful head teacher. He does. <laughs> I think that's that's so great. Actually, I think it's so good when the children discover something different about staff members and others. And that kind of example is incredible because, as he said, he he wasn't the centre forward of the football team. The, no. the kind of sports that everyone looks to automatically. And and actually, I know there'll be children that, particularly at that school, but hopefully beyond, um, that will think actually maybe I can.
0: Well, um, they, I mean, Bruce. this is it, isn't it? When I went, when I was at, I was never very sporty at school. And I always used to think in sports, day, like, I'll do the 100 metres because it's over. Over-quick. It's quickly, Well, absolutely. it wasn't over quick with the way I did it. But, <laughs> um, but that's the problem, because when yeah. you do the 100 metres, you're up against people who are running for the county and the country absolutely. and stuff. And absolutely. it was the worst decision ever, uh, mm-hmm. because they'd be like 80 metres ahead, even on a 100 metre course. When I got older, I realised, hang on a minute, I'm not actually bad at middle or longer distances yeah. and yeah. I can take my time and I can pace myself a bit more. And Absolutely. then that was like a revelation to me. And uh, yeah, this is it. Everybody must have at least one sport yeah. that they can do or one activity. Absolutely. And uh, and, it's and it's having fantastic. a
1: go at it. And I think it's, go, yeah. when I said the canoeing I used to do when I was younger, I wasn't particularly that good. I just enjoyed it. Mm. It was just a particular thing that I had a go at. And I wasn't doing it to, to get certificates. I was doing it. Because it's enjoyable, and I think it's it's that thing. If your aim doesn't have to be to be the best, no, no, Just find a bunch of people and enjoy doing that. Like thing me, because, I'm
0: telling yeah, my parents cool. I need to concentrate on my GCSEs right now because I can't go swimming See, six nights a week. Still,
1: I Still, think that's a really good line to <laughs> get out of something, isn't it? That's it <laughs> is,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I can't remember what the, what their view was of the results. Whether it was, working <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, did it pay off? Oh, well, yeah, no, I'm all I'm doing a respectable responsible job. Um, so. Um, so yeah so that's that it's she great. was a parent as well because you always think oh you know i mean i've got two daughters one's mm-hmm. brilliant at um cheerleading she wins okay. she's won national competitions Fantastic. with her team and stuff and then she yeah. entered a school gymnastics because the cheerleading these days it's not all about pom-poms it's no, more it's, gymnastics and yeah. she did she took part in a school um a school competition yeah. and she got a couple of goals in that and she was really Perfect. good and then, but then she does swimming as well, and she can swim over. It. And you think, well, which one is she best at yeah. and things? And then, and then other ones, you, you, the other one who um, we've got motivated now to play a bit of tennis, and mm-hmm. we, we we take her now. But she's, uh, she, you know, she she tries hard and stuff. But yeah. you think, well, is it the right one for her? Or she might be, she might yeah. enjoy something a bit more. And there's just not enough hours in the day to try everything, no. isn't there? No, there I aren't mean, a... there's like fencing. which Fencing Club are always getting that. in touch with Absolutely. me and stuff, and uh, I'd love to have a go at that.
1: I know, I'd like to have a go at that. I've got a, a vicar friend up in Liverpool who who took yeah. up fencing oh, because yeah. she decided that she wanted to do something physical, was never really good at sport and wanted to do something completely new. Okay, so yeah. she now That's does good. fencing. I think I really like that there's lots of things pop up in particularly the school holidays
0: yeah, oh, the, yeah, and yeah. the
1: kind of have a go sessions. Yeah. And, I, and I, there wasn't much of that when I was younger, the opportunity Definitely. to simply come and have no, a go. No. And I think...
0: Yeah, if folks yeah. can,
1: can find a way to give something a go, you never know, do Definitely. you? Definitely,
0: yeah. But no, I'd quite like to try fencing. The only them. annoying thing is, if you do find it later running life, you think, oh, my God, I could have been an Olympic champion at that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it was always a possible...
0: <laughs> you could have been an Olympic rower.
1: I think it's Is a drive rowing club? Is there a rowing club? Um, so it was... So there's a couple of canoe clubs nearby. Canoe clubs? I was which which going to say, because you and, the,
0: you and Mr. Payne should get team together and Yeah, yeah. That would <laughs> be quite good. We could have, a, we could have a, a celebratory race when you come back safely. We'll have you versus Mr. Payne.
1: As long as it's not on, straight afterwards, because I probably won't uh, be able no, to move no. my arms. On the
0: canals, <laughs> Drawbridge to the Worcester Basin. Hilarious. Actually, that's one thing I've never done. um, I got offered um, by the Canal and River Trust to be a lock keeper for a day. I could use that day, couldn't I? And I could do all the locks for you. And then uh, it
1: sounds like we're forming a plan here. It yet, does.
0: It? it does. It's all coming together nicely. We've got um, <laughs> Andrew Payne. will give obviously we'll give you a head start. Obviously that's that's a given.
1: Yeah, that, that's very because you're kind. the long
0: distance person. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. Yeah. he's obviously some kind of.
1: Yeah. But he clearly actually knows what he's hero. doing, which is I'm, I'm pretending <laughs> pick... I know what I'm doing, but he.
0: You could pick up some amazing pointers. You should go out with him before. Oh well, no, we. Got, he's oh, I probably suppose a bit would, busy. <laughs> he's a bit busy now. When he comes back, just 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 give him a call, Hambridge School. <laughs> say, I'm just um, I'm just phoning about the um, what is it the, the pastoral care of the kids.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and
0: uh, while you're on... Like, yeah,
1: while you're there, can we talk? I'll oh, just go in with a paddle to meet with him about something That's different. It. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just say, oh this, oh yeah, I'm just I'm away somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> you'll find a way. I'm talking of sport as well. Um, I have, won't say too much about it because um, we're running out of time. But we've got um, the walking sports. Um, there's a walking sports mm-hmm. show, show, showcase this weekend. Obviously, walking hockey started so, in Bromsgrove, yeah. it's gone it's worldwide. Great. Fantastic stuff there. We've got a big story about that. Um, they're yeah. going to be trying to do some introduce some new walking sports, walking football, and they're in discussions about walking basketball and walking tennis. I'm not Fantastic. sure how that will work, but that's for uh, that's for when that's you. Great. Uh, well, I'll be. I'm not that far off um, walking sports. I don't think, um, but um, yeah, it's good. So you can keep it, keep your activity as long as possible. And that brings us on nicely to sports. Bromsgrove Sporting they lost one nil at home last week last weekend in the FA Cup. There's to be no glittering cup run this year. Sporting had 17 shots on goal just um, with eight on target, compared to Stourbridge's eight shots with four on target. Um, Mills scored the decider in about the 48th minute. It was the first time Sporting's lost three in a row. I've been told it's the first time they've lost three in a row since they were formed, which I, I don't know. We'd have to verify that fact. It's not a good fact anyway for uh, Sporting. Um, and um, the good. Plus point was, obviously they played well and um, they should have, it looks like they should have won. And second highest attendance in the whole FA Cup round one down at Sporting. They had 1,205 down there at the Victoria Ground and that was only 11 less than um, uh, FC United of Manchester, who were formed when the Glazers were um, you know, controversially taking over at Manchester United. Yeah. They formed this like, non league club so Manchester United fans could go there instead if they, if they wanted to protest. And I looked on their Twitter and they've got like 87,000 followers they, really? they wow. have. And Bromsgrove Sporting only had 11 fans less than them on Saturday. So That's very good. This Saturday, um, I apologise if you're a Bromsgrove Sporting fan because you're probably getting some sleeping, um, they've got to go lower stuffed away. That's a 400 mile round trip For the fans Four hours each way um, uh, Second only to St Ives But that's only 13 okay. minutes longer <laughs> So um, Sporting Sporting are 19th in 5th And Lowestoft are 18th um, oh, Sorry Sporting are 19th place With 5 points Lowestoft are 18th With 6 points So they will leapfrog their um, hosts If they can win and, which we're confident they are. Come on, Sporting. And um, and then they can go... It's pretty tight down there still. Still early days, so they can catapult up the table, and we wish them well there. Droywich Spire FC won a result last week. They thrashed Scott 7-1 at home. Two goals from Connor Collins, three from James Lemon, one from Bradley Burgess. Uh, Droitwich are six in the league, six points... Um, Currently, they're four points off second and they've got two games in hand. So, if you're a mathematical genius, then that means <laughs> that they could go two points clear of second. Um, and Bromyard away. Um, this week. Bromyard are bottom of the table, but it's kind of a false position because they've only played two games and they've got two draws and all the others have got four and five. That's about all we've got time for. Thank you ever so much Laura for coming oh, in thank you for to speaking me. to us. Also, um, just one last question. How will you be documenting this? Will you be keeping a diary? Will you be
1: I will, I, doing will. Um, filming? There haven't? won't be any signal or anything no. in terms of being able to do anything kind of live. Um, I have a clever gadget that will be able to record some of the splashes and turns as I go, um, but I will, be, I will be doing some, some writing up of things afterwards. Excellent.
0: Um, so, we'll we, well, we look forward to covering that. And also, as well, um, the memories. The memories will be there. They'll be playing through your mind, I think, absolutely. For, for, for a long time. Hopefully not after. the
1: memory of paddling away from a hippo. Or That's... a crocodile. <laughs> absolutely. I know you yeah.
0: haven't mentioned crocodile since the first reference. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, the, hip, the hippos to... can run the fastest oh, and are they? the most dangerous. So... Oh. They're, yeah. they're the ones to stay away stay from stay away
0: from hungry hippos <laughs> <laughs> that's all about that's all we've got time for for the news and the sport Claire's up next with the entertainments. you're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste
2: thanks Tristan Yes, looking through this weekend, loads of things to see and do across the region. Remember, it's Heritage Open Days that are going on at the moment, right up until September the 22nd. Basically, every September, some 40,000 volunteers across England organise thousands and thousands of events to celebrate our fantastic history and culture. So it's a chance to see all these hidden places and try out new experiences all of which are free of charge to explore during this period. For example, you may have heard him talk about it on last week's podcast. There's a Heritage Open Day going on at St Michael and All Angels Church in Stoke Prior. It's a chance here to take a rare guided tour of the ancient bell tower and even have a go at ringing the bells. 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. to experience that. You can also pop along on Sunday and there are literally loads of these things going on, loads of places that are opening their doors for free and some seriously amazing places to go and explore. So go to heritageopendays.org.uk to find some options for you and your family also on saturday the 14th of september it's the tidy big show happening b63 ah is the postcode for your sat there they tell us that once again there will be the fruit vegetable and flower shows which are always spectacular and they're going to be auctioning off the produce also there's going to be the usual white elephant plants cakes books tombola prize draw and loads more going on a real family friendly community event doors open there on 1 30 p.m there's also the Autumn Flower Show going on on Saturday at Droitwich Spa and District Horticultural Society. That's at the Chawson Barnes on New Chawson Lane in Droitwich, WR90AQ is the postcode via SatNav. 1pm kick-off there. We've also got some great local bands performing on Saturday night. The Transporters, they're going to be on at the Hot Pole in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening. We've got Andy Fairweather-Lowe and the Low Riders, they're going to be putting on a show at the Art Tricks. Mel and him, they're a great team. They're going to be on at the Pillar of Salt in Droitwich on Saturday evening. And if you fancy a bit of theatre on Saturday night, The Lady Killers is on at the Norbury Theatre in Droitwich. And that promises to be a great production there. On Sunday, don't forget it's bandstand music in Sanders Park with the Worcester Concert Brass Band, this time 2.30 until 4.30pm there. And then a couple of events for next week. On Wednesday, the 18th of September, we've got the Carpenters Experience on at the Rakes. I really want to go and see that. I've heard it's incredible. I love the Carpenters, so I'll be there on that one. And also on Thursday, the 19th of September, I want to mention, Danny Sun is doing a classic quiz night at the Crown in Witchbold. 8pm start there and there's prizes for the top three teams. Have a lovely week, everyone. And remember, if you have an event going on, tell us so we can let everyone know. Back to you, Tristan.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for for this week. Thank you, Claire, for all that. So much going on in Bromsgrove and Droitwich and Rubri as ever. Thank you very much earlier to Laura Handy who joined me from um, the Droitwich Church. She's, and she's going to be a uh, good luck to her in her um, her quest paddling 100 kilometres up the Zambezi or down the Zambezi um, it's down the Zambezi that's, that's Daniel that's better um, thank you so much and remember if you want to um, get in touch with us um, editor at Bromsgrove Standard editor at uk for both of them you can also um, get in touch via the websites we've got daily updates on our websites as well and also if you want to join in the conversation, it's all happening. It's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Instagram. We've got everything you could ever imagine. So join the conversation on there and you'll get some updates into your news feed as well. All that's left to say is have a fantastic week. Hopefully the weather is good. Um, is great this weekend it is open um, open heritage weekend as well or heritage open weekend so make sure you get out there's churches castles everything to see in the local area just search for heritage open weekend or search our websites because we've got a couple of stories on that kind of thing on there as well search for that and then um, there's plenty of things to see and do historically okay we'll see you we'll reconvene right here um, same time next week <laughs>